they just had to do it, didn't they? They had to say um, some critical words, some nasty things. It was it felt like they just couldn't help themselves. And anything my friend did was negated. Any attempt to do anything special, creative or different was criticised and smashed with words, sometimes harsh words. Uh, or sometimes it was an indifference, like a bored whatever. And it wasn't that they um, wanted approval, but more so they just wanted to share the joy they found in their creativity. They had this uh, breath of a creative God within them, and they wanted to share their own creative expression with those dearest to them. But it was routinely dismissed as nothing, and there was like an ambivalence to their deepest gift. Uh, something began to die and shrivel up within them, and that spark of expression just was growing low. Nothing they did felt good enough. Um, depression, a, a poverty of spirit and uh, despair seemed to just suffocate uh, the God breath within them. Um, it's Barry here from Turning the Page um, with another um, few thoughts for this week and this week it's all about raining on your parade. And it's an interesting little idiom isn't it, to rain on one's parade and basically it means to spoil someone's pleasure and when you are celebrating and having a good time uh, someone comes along and brings bad news and the joy of the parade is washed away under like a downpour of bitterly cold rain and it probably happens more than we realize it's it's those little words it's those little criticisms isn't it you know, be careful you might get a big head <laughs> Uh, that's a funny one. I'm, I need to ride on that one. Get in the big head. Um, you're acting like a fool. Uh, that will never amount to much. Why are you wasting time on that? You know, people laughing and mocking at something that you consider important. Um, belittling the big things happening in you. Uh, wanting you to feel small and actually for them so they can feel big. It's abuse. Let's call it what it is. It's abuse. It's plain and simple and it's abuse. There's no celebration at the germination of a creative seed within you. And whenever I think of this rain on your parade, I think of two stories in the Bible. Um, one it was about a guy called King David and it was a parade. <laughs> it was a literal parade of celebration and joy and dance but his wife Mikhail couldn't bear to see his joy and the community falling in love with him so so here's the story it was reported to King David that God had prospered Obed Edom and his entire household because of the chest of God so this was um, the Ark of the Covenant the box where they kept all sorts of good things and where God was supposedly to reside and so this Ark, this, this box was currently in the house of a guy called Obed Edom. Um, but David, he thought, I'll get that blessing for myself, and went and brought up the chest of God from the house of Obed Edom to the city of David, that's Jerusalem, uh, celebrating extravagantly all the way. 
with frequent sacrifices of choice bulls. David ceremonially dressed in priest's linen, danced with great abandon before God. You can imagine it's like he was going over the top. <laughs> he was just out there. Uh, the whole country was with him as he accompanied the chest of God with shouts of, and trumpet blasts. Everybody was just celebrating. But as the chest of God came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, happened to be looking out a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before God, God, her heart was filled with scorn. Listen to that. Her heart was filled with scorn. They brought the chest of God and set it in the middle of the tent pavilion that David had pitched for it. Then and there David worshipped, offering bird offerings and peace offerings. And when David had completed all these sacrifices, he blessed the people in the name of the God of the angel armies and handed out to each person in the crowd, men and women alike, a loaf of bread, a date cake and a raisin cake. Then everyone went home. So they had a feast as well. Yeah, have some, have some date cakes. And so David was on a high, right? He was, he was buzzing. David returned home to bless his family. Hey, family... Look what's happened, isn't this great? Michal, Saul's daughter, came out to greet him. How wonderfully the king has distinguished himself today, exposing himself to the, ser the eyes of the servant maids like some burlesque street dancer. Wow. Just rain on the parade, just shoot him down, just critique him, just be nasty, just abuse what God had been doing in him. And David replied to Michal, In God's presence, I'll dance all I want. He chose me over your father, and the rest of our family made me prince over God's people, over Israel. Oh yes, I'll dance to God's glory, more recklessly even than this. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool. <laughs> but among these maidens you're so worried about, I'll be honoured to the end. And then the last little Versus this, Michal, Saul's daughter, was barren for the rest of her life. So she wasn't able to have children. Um, the second story comes from an amazing meeting between God and Abraham. Abraham's wife, Sarah, reigns on God's parade. On God's parade. For goodness sake, God's parade. She reigns on what God is doing. <sighs> so God appeared to Abraham at the Oaks of Mamre. Um, while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent, it was the hottest part of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing. He ran from his tent to greet them and bowed before them. He said, Master, if it pleases, stop for a while with your servant and I'll get some water so you can wash your feet. Rest under this tree. I'll get some food to refresh you on your way since your travels have brought you across my path. So that this was a normal sort of behaviour for... Um, visitors um, in, the, in those times and they said certainly go ahead and Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah he said hurry get three cups of our best flour knead it and make bread and then Abraham ran to the cattle pen picked out a nice plump calf and gave it to the servant who lost no time in getting it ready then he got curds and milk and brought them with the calf that had been roasted, set the meal before the men and stood there under the tree while they ate. So they're having a feast. They're, they're, they're having fellowship. And the men said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He said, In the tent. 
One of them said, I'm coming back about this time next year, and when I arrive, your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent opening, just behind the man. Abraham and Sarah were old by this time. Sarah was far past the age of having babies. Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband? And God said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Me, have a baby, an old woman like this? Is anything too hard for God? I'll be back about this time next year, and Sarah will have a baby. Sarah lied. She said, I didn't laugh, because she was afraid. But he said, Yes, you did. You laughed. See, both women rained on the parade of what God was up to. You know, Mikhail never joined the dance, and Sarah never got the larger story of what God was inviting to be part of. Look, there was a party going on, and they stood there with critical highs. You know, and it really cuts to the heart, doesn't it? That, that precious gift you have, and it's treated as worthless. So there is sadness and loss, and it's like part of you has no value, and it hurts bad. So you withdraw, you hide. And I think about Jesus and the story, the parable of the sower. Um, you know, there's a sower, he goes out and sows seed and gives his best, throws it out there. And some fall on hard stones, uh, some get eaten by birds, some get smothered by weeds, while others find fertile soil and grow. And look, some people are just not ready to receive the seed of your expression. <laughs> They are hard and rocky ground. Well, they've got weeds that just grow up and suffocate what you're doing. Um, and it hurts to see your joy find no room to grow and flourish, so instead it's trodden or lost to the wind. I've wondered, um, why do they rain on our parades? Oh, some people just like to rain on those parades, don't they? It's, it's like a default setting in the head. And... I've got three possible reasons. Number one is that they've never received it themselves. Look, how can you give something you haven't received in the first place? Many people have never fully received a sense of their own deep value and worthiness. No one has celebrated them for who they are and their uniqueness. No deep, thoughtful words of connection. No compelling visions were shared. So the heart is barren, dry, and possibly bitter and resentful. And out of this well flows pain, scorn, mockery, put-downs. You know, they've never received, so they don't know how to give. And that's the second thing, they don't know how to give. Giving an encouragement and blessing actually is a learned skill. It is something we have to learn and practice until it becomes a natural, unforced habit. But first, it's noticing the little things, the seeds of creativity and how they are germinating into goodness. Some people just don't know how to encourage the soul of another. And the third um, thought about why people um, rain on your parade is actually they fear you changing. And it's actually really best to keep you in a box where they feel comfortable with uh, and control of. You know, they see... Um, Aslan, you know that story from C.S. Lewis, was the picture of Christ, this lion. They see Aslan is on the move, and this triggers fears to rise within themselves. You know, change can rattle other people's boxes. 
and so they try to control and bring you back in line now they, they are scared of the new you they want to keep you the way they are comfortable with so they try control uh, through intimidation bullying criticism put downs the rain on your parade is an attempt to wash this newness away <laughs> look whatever the reason you are not responsible for their response repeat that you are not responsible for their response they are the ones who need to take responsibility for how they react to your joy how they respond to you may well say more about them than it does about you so here's um, five actions i think we can take when um someone rains on our parade you know and if you know the rain on the parade effect then then these things might actually help you and mother Teresa, here's number one mother Teresa says to do it anyway <laughs> despite how they treat you go ahead and do it anyway you know and jesus did that didn't he you know, and he had a lot of people rain on his parade but he just went ahead and did it anyway david's response to mikhail's reign was this oh yes i'll dance to god's glory more recklessly even than this and as far as i'm concerned i'll gladly look like a fool <laughs> her mother Teresa says this uh, people are often unreasonable illogical self-centered forgive them anyway if you are kind people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives be kind anyway if you are successful you will win some false friends and some true enemies succeed anyway if you are honest and frank people may cheat you be honest and frank anyway what you spend years building someone could destroy overnight build anyway if you find serenity and happiness they may be jealous be happy anyway the good you do today people will often forget tomorrow do good anyway give the world your best you have and it may never be enough give the world the best you have you've got anyway you see in the final analysis is between you and your god it was never between you and them anyway now I say caution with this because if you feel that your tender heart will suffer further abuse from them and it's actually dangerous, then you may need to do this very privately away from the rainmakers. And um, in Jesus' words, render unto God what is God and Caesar's what is Caesar's. Give them what they need, but make sure you give God your most precious gift. Okay, the second action is to find your tribe the cheerleaders the fertile soil look there are other people out there who will like your dance your words your art not everyone will get you and that's okay look over many years of writing this blog and doing this sort of stuff i've learned that i will appeal to some and not others you know and i heard this this uh, little saying a few weeks ago your vibe attracts your tribe you know, and as I've uh, shared various quotes, thoughts, and ideas over the years, I have slowly gathered a group of people who, who they're my tribe because I've got a vibe and they like my vibe, <laughs> and, it's, and and they've become my tribe, and they have friends, and so they share the content with them, and the tribe continues to grow, just nice and slowly. I get, I share my vibe, and other people get it. You see. I'm looking for fertile soil, not the rocky path for me to sow the seeds. 
Look, I'm not expecting pigs to enjoy my pearls, as Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 6. Number three what of, of these actions to take. Don't expect to receive from others what they don't have. You can't get blood from a stone, and some people don't know a good thing when it's right in front of them. So yes, it would be nice that everyone would encourage you, but lower your expectations of others getting it. They may not have it within themselves to give. And number four action to take when someone rains on your parade is this. Don't rain on others' parades yourself. And look, it's so easy to be dismissive and not take an interest in someone's precious pearls. But they have a delight in them, and it needs to be given worth. So I'd encourage you to begin to notice the parades of others, particularly those where abusive others are raining on their parade. And number five, pray for other people's barrenness. Look, at the end of the story of Mikhail, we have a verse that reads, Mikhail, Saul's daughter, was barren for the rest of her life. Look, I, I don't believe that this should be read as a direct result of her actions. Life and faith are not as mechanical and rule-bound as that. But maybe, as I've seen in many people with critical attitudes, something becomes barren within themselves, or they've got a barrenness within themselves. They, they lose a sense of the dance going on. They become bitter, not better. It's all black and white. So I encourage you to pray for their barrenness. Hey, um, in my conversations with people, I love to look for the way God wants to express themselves through this person, but unfortunately is most often been hidden and kept from public view. People have rained on their parade, but for me now it needs to be resurrected, and I've seen this happen so many times, it's beautiful. Um, often it's through some creative expression, a piece of art, uh, card making, writing, gardening, woodwork, music, dance, you name it. Um, that a little bit of encouragement sparks that uh, parade of God. My mother knitted beautiful woolen baby clothes, and I think God delighted in every stitch. <laughs> I believe that um, having this expression is actually a sign of good mental health. So I look for it. I am gently curious about it. And then I step into the parade and I throw a few streamers and clap to the dance. <laughs> Look, there's a party going on and you're invited. And let's dance with David, even if we don't know the steps. <laughs> hey, here's a few quotes um, for you to think about. Man lives by affirmation even more than by bread. Love that, Victor Hugo. God brings us to brokenness, which allows us to unpack the baggage others have settled on us. We begin to discover our true self, Seth Barnes. The most struggling and staggering truth God has given to me in his word can be summed up, perhaps a little bit simplistically, but I hope not irrelevantly, irreverently, in two short sentences. One, God is a party happening. Two, I'm invited to the party. Larry Crabb. And uh, Lao Tzu, he says, care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. Uh, to avoid criticism, <coughs> say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Albert Hubbard. 
and praise and encouragement is much more effective in changing others' behaviour than is criticism. But which do you use on yourself? Good question, Dave Riddell. It's easy to attack and destroy any act of creation. It's more difficult to perform one. Chuck Palahniuk, whatever. I don't know what, how to say his name. Um, when men speak of ill of thee, live so nobody can believe them. Plato. Some questions. Number one, where have you experienced a raining on your parade? Two, why do you think people do this raining on someone's parade? And number three, in those who do the raining, do you think there can be a barrenness of soul, a lacking in seeing what God is up to? Hey, I hope you found this helpful and um, that you'll get out there and dance, <laughs> even if it's raining, and you'll join with 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 um, David and the host of saints that are dancing, and that uh, you'll be able to handle the rain on your parade. Hey, I'd love to hear from you some stage. Um, please, 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 please email me, barry at turningthepage.co.nz And uh, just a big shout out and a big thank you to everyone that um, regularly supports Turning the Page. It does cost money. And so people give via Patreon or otherwise. And you can find out how to, how to do that and be part of the team at turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support hey until next week go ahead and dance okay bye